What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 124 of the VK Bros. With the VK Bros, Jason and Alex Von Cannell, how are you doing, bro? Oh, I've been better. You've been better? Mm. Cool. Does your missus ever, you know, um, mess with the air conditioning? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a constant battle in our household. So I don't get it. Like... We have money. So, <laughs> I went and had a nap this afternoon mm-hmm. and uh, closed, obviously closed all the windows inside just and, and turned the aircon on just for the bedroom. Just yep. for the bedroom. And I woke up in a pool of my own sweat. Nice. And then when I opened it all up, I realised she turned it off. And she's like, oh, you didn't need it. It was cool out here. I'm like out here <laughs> i was in there with all the windows shut yeah i don't i don't really understand that I it don't, just makes no sense like maybe uh in the middle of the night on, in like on a cold winter's night you should just go and take the blankets off her and be like you i just didn't think you needed those i'm like, too busy sleeping why would you mess with someone else's body temperature 100 percent. isn't that's that what a said. massive that's, overstep yep that's my business that's yeah. my business yeah <laughs> stay out of it yeah, Hello. like, because uh, in my house, like, I run super hot and Amanda freezes all the time. So, it's just this constant battle of usually I'm trying to turn the aircon on and she's trying to turn it off all the time. And the only time that she was ever a normal person was when she was pregnant. And as any long-term listener knows, she had horrible pregnancies. But, like, I'm, like, this close to getting her pregnant again because it's summer and she keeps <laughs> doing the same thing and turn the aircon off all the time. Well, what's wild for me is that I always ran cool and yeah. she always ran hot. Mm-hmm. But I think it's been since my um, calorie counting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I asked my trainer and he, I said, this may be the dumbest question you've ever been asked in your entire life. But when people say, like, burning fat, like, is it literally burning? Because yeah. I'm hot. I'm way hotter now than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he goes, it's actually not a dumb question because I don't think I've ever seen a study about it. So I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> not well, sure. Um, isn't it? It's thermogenesis is when you burn fat. So I would assume that burning fat does make you warmer. Like one of the things about um, like the, the fat burning effects of exposing yourself to extreme cold is that it actually your body changes your, I think it's your white fat cells into brown fat cells, which can then be burnt to create heat. Right. To warm your body back up again. So that's, yeah, that's one of the things that promotes the like, you know, changes the, the, the fat cells from white to brown, which then is the type of fat that then burns to actually create body heat to warm you back up again. Well, I'm definitely, definitely noticeably hotter <laughs> i just thought this was going to be some roundabout way of making like a dad joke to your own like oh ever since i've been calorie counting am i hotter no 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 i'm uncomfortably hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, welcome to my world son yeah and i just require air conditioning yeah but yours isn't for the same reason as mine no Obviously. mine's mine's just probably all the uh rage just building up inside me for so many years it's what <laughs> keeps me hot uh Can my- we talk about Sorry, you go. Oh, I was going to talk about my week. So, yeah, you yeah, yours has been funny. If any of you are wondering why I look like an absolute hobo, uh, 
my personal grooming has not been the number one priority this week as the entire family got gastro. So it's currently Friday night. Uh, Nate got gastro and started showing symptoms last Friday night and then Saturday morning. And then that night, Jake started showing symptoms as well and like vomiting and all that sort of stuff, which he decided to wait until literally bedtime. So he was in his cot and then all of a sudden I just heard him crying and I woke up and the poor kid had spewed all over his cot and was obviously lying in it. And that just spurred off this week of just shit. (laughs) Shit and vomit all week. Now, I was pretty fortunate that it took me until about Tuesday to get it and then it hit me hard for about a, a day and a half. But in the meantime, we did like two trips to the hospital for Jake because we're worried about him getting dehydrated, uh, two trips to the doctors. But the, the big th- thing that I wanted to bring up, number one, um, anyone who's had gastro knows how bad gastro can be. Anyone who has had, who has had a child who's had gastro, it's one of the most horrible things that you can, you can experience mm. because they just don't know what's going on. Like they just yeah. don't understand it. And you know, it's horrible, but what, what was really, really bad this week was Wednesday night we were really concerned about both the boys but particularly Nate because he hadn't really eaten anything proper since Saturday he was drinking some formula and you know water and stuff like that but we know he'd lost a a fair bit of weight and so we called like 1-3 Health and 1-3 Health is like yeah look they're they're prior the kids are priority they need to be seen within the next four hours so this is about 6 30 7 o'clock on Wednesday night now, we've got quite a few walk-in clinics around, like, relatively close. Mm. There's one in Oxenford. There's one in Ashmore. And there's one in Southport. We called... So, we've just, we've just loaded the kids up in the car because, you know, you've got a short window between poo explosions to be able to get somewhere. Yeah. So, we loaded the kids up. We've called Oxenford. And they were literally like, yeah, we've got a full waiting room. We're not seeing anyone else tonight. Don't come here. Oh, cool. Called Ashmore. Exact same story. We're full. We're not seeing anyone else. Like these places are open till like ten o'clock at night, so they didn't think they were going to be clearing their um, current patient base that was sitting in the waiting room before ten o'clock. So in three wow. three and a half hours. So then we call Southport, and Southport's like, "Yep, you know, we've only got eight people in the waiting room. Come on over." So we get there, drive all the way to Southport, and there's no doctor there. The doctor that was there had gone home and they were waiting for a different doctor to arrive. Like, we told them on the phone, I got two kids in the car that have got gastro. And they're like, yeah, 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 come on over. And then they were like, oh, yeah, when the doctor gets there, it's probably going to be about two hours with the patients that are in front of you before your kids get seen. So we're like, what do we do? So we ended up leaving. And at that point in time, Nate was starting to perk up a little bit. So I'm like, look, I'm just going to take Nate home. So at least he can be comfortable at home, but we need Jake to be seen somewhere. So back to the emergency department of the hospital. So Amanda takes um, Jake up to the emergency department. So at this point, it's about maybe 8.30-ish, roughly. And they say the same thing because they do like a little preclinical check with the nurse and they're like, yep, he's definitely a priority. He needs to be seen within the next four hours. So Amanda's waiting there and two hours goes by and the, the line in front of her basically hasn't moved. And 
so she goes and asks a question, should I just go home? Like, no, 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 he needs to be seen, he needs to be seen, he needs to be seen. Anyway, this dance goes on until 2.30 in the morning. Oh, this is crazy. And then Amanda's like, like, I think maybe two or three people had gone in at that point, and there was still quite a few people still in front of her. So Amanda goes over and asks again, she's like, we're not going to be seen until like five, six, seven in the morning. And she goes, yeah, it's, it's probably going to be longer than that. And then Amanda's like, but you said we're a priority. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, like he's a priority. He needs to be seen. And like, okay, so what do we do? Do we just wait another five, six hours? So Amanda ended up leaving. So we didn't get seen that night. So one of the things like it, it made me think about is this is where our medical system's at at the moment. Like it's a Wednesday night and we could not get our nine month old baby seen anywhere on the Gold Coast. Yeah. That's where we're at. Uh, we, we, we fixed nothing. No. Thank God we haven't let those unvaccinated healthcare workers go back to work. Hey, thank God. Like, what are we I, doing at this yeah. point? What are we doing? I just, what, what boggles my mind is that we've just had such a focus for the last two years mm-hmm. on hospital system. Hospital yep. system, hospital system, hospital system. Mm-hmm. And it's broken. Like, it's worse now than it ever was. That's right. And like... Like, we where's the don't get me wrong i don't blame the hospitals Mm. they're doing the best they can like when we got when i took jake there on i think it was sunday night and i stayed overnight with him like we were just fortunate that it wasn't a busy night uh we got there at 12 o'clock that probably helped we probably got seen at about 3 30 in the morning we're in there for a couple of hours and then we're back out again at 5 a.m so like that was good and look the service is great they take really good care of everyone. Like I'm, I'm not knocking the nurses, the doctors, everyone there is absolutely mm. amazing. And obviously the reason why the line doesn't move that quickly when you're at, at the emergency department is because they're doing the right thing and actually trying to monitor the patients they've got. Sure. It's not like a doc- doctor surgery where they just try to get you in, give you a prescription, get you out there, run that Medicare yeah. credit card and off to the next one. Right. But it, you're right. Like, we are, we're literally about to hit year three of the pandemic and what's changed? What has improved in the, in the yeah. medical system? Did you, have you seen any of the tents outside the hospitals? Is that a thing? Yeah, there? there's a triage tent up at that hospital out the front. Now they weren't using it at that time, but yeah, there's a tent out the front, but like, that's not yeah, brilliant. That, that's <laughs> what we did. That's what we did. That yeah, we put tents out the front. Tent. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, it's not Bunnings. No. Bunnings has more parking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. When you told me that, I was like, oh my God, that yeah. sucks. And, and that's the thing, like, we're, we're lucky in that, like, look, Jake's our second kid, so you're a little bit less concerned because you've been through it before. Like, we did the gastro thing with Nate when Nate was about the same age. And you sort of know what to do and you're a bit more experienced and whatever. But, like, I mean... I, I remember back when... You remember when Jake went to hospital with RSV when he was like four months old? Yeah. Imagine if we couldn't get in. Yeah, yeah, Like, he was in hospital for five days when he had RSV. Imagine if we couldn't get in. Like, it's... Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's... I wonder if priority just means, like, everyone's priority. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I would assume he's a priority because he's below one year old. Like, you know, they're the most vulnerable kids, but... Yeah, look, it's it's disheartening because with the amount of focus that we've had on health in the last mm. three years... Mm. We've done nothing about it. No. Nothing besides tense. Yeah, and look, I don't know if, like, any medical professionals listening to the show, give us a holler if... Is this better or worse than it was 
pre-pandemic because look, I'm hearing worse in my network. I'm hearing worse, but yeah. yeah. It, and to be fair, I know there's be a lot more people going through the medical system at the moment because of COVID. Like we've got more COVID cases. I cop that. I'm sure there's other reasons why a lot of people, more people are going through the medical system too. But what are we doing to fix the problem? What mm. are we doing? Because I just, you know, that was really disheartening for me on Wednesday night. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Hmm. I had a much better week than that. Yeah, you've had a productive week, haven't you? I did deals. I built some some of my new business. Mm-hmm. I went to the gym four times. Nice. Um, yeah, I had a. I wasn't supposed to work to, today's Friday mm-hmm. uh, when we're filming this, and I wasn't supposed to work today, but I actually did like a whole day's work. It was good. Too busy making money. Yeah, yeah, and I go on holidays tomorrow. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. Yeah, cool. But man. um. Yeah, no. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about is a bit of an update on our mate, Sam Bankman Free. Mm -hmm. Who I can't remember if we got, if we said last week, if he got arrested. Or has that happened this week? I think it happens this week. Yeah. Oh, I think we may have mentioned it because I think he got a. Oh, no, maybe not. Because I think he got arrested on Sunday. Yeah, so he's been arrested uh, in the. The Bahamas. Bahamas. Yep. Kind of on behalf of the um, United States, yep. And he he applied for bail. Mm-hmm. Um, the lawyer was trying to get a hundred thousand dollars bail, which I thought was interesting because that's apparently how much money. It he was has the exact left. amount of money in his yeah, bank yeah. account, <laughs> and was denied. So he will be in jail until at least February. Yep. Now the charges that they have filed against him are like. A, a, I get now why he wasn't instantly charged. Because, because they're heavy. They are. They were, in that time, they were compiling yep. a massive list. I think it's like 12 or 13 counts that they're getting, and it's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they've got receipts. So. And it's the stuff that the governments actually care about to put people in prison, because it's all fraud-related stuff. Like okay, if- so there's... Yes, but it's it may seem that way on the headlines... But if you read it deeper, it's more around how the big fish investors, how they got ripped off. They're the ones kicking up the stick. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, if you if you go into a Walmart in certain states in America now, you can steal less than $1,000 and you it's literally no fine. But if you walked into uh, one of the big banks or something like that and stole 900 bucks, they'd put you in prison. Yeah, like that's sort yeah. of if you how ven- it works. if you Venmo over six hundred dollars, that information gets sent to the yeah. IRS. But the thing about this story that was really strange for me, is, and I think a, a few other people have brought it up as well, is he was due to testify at like a congressional hearing about the downfall of FTX the next day, mm-hmm. and that would have been an absolute goldmine for any prosecutor because anything that he said in that congressional hearing, which he had to speak at under oath, could have been used against him in a uh, court of yeah, law. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's a good right? point. Right, like he literally... Because we've already seen... He's too dumb though. He is but, really dumb. But that's it, right? Like we've already seen him on these like Twitter spaces and stuff, literally incriminating himself. Like just saying all of this stuff that any... Like you said last week, his lawyer's game plan would have been shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I find it, I, again, the conspiratorial brain starts ticking over and go, 
why would they pick this guy up before he's due to spill the beans in front of Congress? Well, well is he going to implicate other people that were involved in it that don't want to be implicated? Maybe. I wonder if they left that congressional meeting open as a... Because uh, he didn't think he was going to get arrested. He no, said that. That's right. Um, so I wonder if they left it on there as a bit of a, like, put him into a false sense of security and bam, got him. Yeah, but, but again, if he, like, we know he's dumb. Like, we, we've seen that he's dumb. So why wouldn't you just let him appear? And if he if he's so arrogant that he thought he was not going to get arrested, let him spill the beans. And then, I don't know, might, then slam might look, him with all of it in court afterwards and using might, his own information against him. It might look really bad having, like, if, if the documents come out and say, hey, we we're going to arrest this guy and we waited till after. I don't know. I just don't think you should be having a criminal in front of the congressional hearing. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it just seemed... If I was a lawyer, I'd be going, that was the dumbest thing in the world. It's literally like, imagine that a a guy is about to confess to a murder and you swoop in, duct tape his mouth shut and be like, you're under arrest. We're going to trial you in a court of law. They've already got him confessing it in like over and over again. Yeah, but the question is like... Oh, sorry. There are many questions that could have been asked of him in front of Congress. And because he is dumb, he would have answered them. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's hard I to think track. It, I don't think he does anything. I don't think he does anything for the, the case. I don't, the stuff that they're, they're going to get him on, like, <laughs> did you hear about the chat group? Yeah, that he's yeah. Got the it's internal chat fraud. group. Wire fraud. Mm. Like, um, I think he's going away now. I didn't think he was before. I reckon he will go away now. I just wonder for how long. And I have a feeling it's not going to be for as long as what uh, it should be. No, no, because he'll last around the same length of time that Epstein did. I don't think he will be Hillaryed. What makes you think that? I don't think... The second largest donor to the Democrat Party goes to prison on fraud. No, it probably yeah. has a lot of connections... No, I, th- I I don't think he has value. Sorry, the connect the value of the connections he has with the, um, with the politicians, mm-hmm. I don't think is enough for people to care about. It was purely, hey, here's some millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, let me do my thing. That's kind of what it was. The thing is, though, is the whole like uh money from america to ukraine back through ftx thing that oh, to well, me nothing's gonna happen with that nothing zero but, zero well, but, so he didn't even show up on the on the um but that's what i'm sure if i'm if if i'm a republican asking him these questions in front of congress those are the questions i'm asking you know but you know that nothing's gonna happen with that even if he did admit to it but at least the people would know so well, whether anything happens to Sam Bankman-Fried or not, I don't really care. I just care if, the, if there's wide-scale corruption at play, expose the corruption. That's the main thing. That's the main problem. It's all corrupt. Like, yeah, the whole of course deal's it is. corrupt. So you don't need that. Well, what I'm saying is I think you're trying to find a very specific thing to make him look bad, and I'm telling you, it already looks bad. Yeah, I know, but just because, just because you've got enough things that already look bad enough to put him in prison doesn't mean you need to. You don't need to find out all of it, and especially who else was involved in it. Here's a, here's a question for you. Why isn't his missus in jail? The CEO of Alameda. 
Yeah. Why hasn't she been arrested? Don't know. Like, at the end of the day, she was the one who was taking the money from FTX. Losing it. Yeah, but but her company, she was running Alameda. They were taking the money from FTX that didn't belong to them, and she was punting with it. So, why isn't she in prison? Yeah. Why is it just him? Is he just the fool guy because he is the dumb guy who's... well, she's dumber than he is, but uh, but she had she. I don't think she is. She's not in prison. Well, not yet, but we'll see. Like, like mm. I said, I didn't think Sam Bank was going to go. I didn't think he was going to go to jail at all. The fact that he is is that's a good thing. That's that's one step closer than I thought than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, let's see what happens what, to her. What can what will be interesting to watch out of this is whether or not there is a public trial for him. Or if it's all just behind closed mm-hmm. doors, because here's here's like the the similar case that you you can refer to, which we haven't really spoken about enough on this platform. Gislaine Maxwell, yeah, Gislaine yeah. Maxwell is the only person in history to be convicted of child sex trafficking to no one, yeah, because we don't know who her clients are, yeah. Which Even means there is a list. Yeah, there's a list, which we'll just never be able to see. And that's yeah. what concerns me about Sam Bankman-Fried. That's why I wanted to testify in front of Congress, because I wanted those questions to be asked in an open forum. I am so concerned that everything's going to happen behind closed doors. Like you said, all the charges that they've got him on, they are irrefutable and well and truly enough to put him in prison for life. So that's you know it's like it an open and shut case you're on oh like it's it's done like we don't do like five years maybe yeah okay but yeah but like he goes away without any need for us to continue talking about it and then yeah. everyone else that was involved in the corrupt stuff just gets off scot-free again yeah I, I find it surprising that you're surprised by that i'm not surprised by that yeah but that's yeah. what i'm saying about why it was why my conspiratorial brain was ticking off the rev limiter when I knew he was supposed to testify and they arrested him the day before. Mm. Yeah. That to could me is, to, is could, to protect to other people's interests. Maybe, maybe. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like if he was ever going to tip anyone in to save himself, he would have done it by now. He's, he's done the whole rounds. He hasn't thrown anyone under the bus. No one's so... offered him a deal yet. And like you said, he thought he was never getting arrested. So why would you spill the beans or rat out other people if you just thought you were just going to be able to... I mean, they were they were getting him to speak at events. Like, yeah. he thought life was just peachy and he was just going to continue on. What was really interesting is that uh, this week there has been a lot of... Um, f- uh, there was a lot of FUD around Binance. Mm-hmm. And I even fell for the FUD. Okay, and I, Can and you I'm explain not to the listeners what FUD is? I forgot what the D is. Uh, FUD is, hold on, let me look it up. It's fear, uncertainty. Uh, hold on. And doom? It is, it is. Uh, fear, uncertainty, doubt. Yeah, okay, yep. Okay, so uh, I am not a fuddy kind of guy. Yeah. And especially when it's about my boy CZ in Binance, because I believe my funds are safe with uh, with CZ. Yeah. But even I pulled like half my stuff off that exchange. Yeah. Because there was all these news articles talking about how 
um, oh, there's all this irregular activity happening on Binance, and and did you know that their backing of one to one is much like the same, like designed the same as what FTX? And we said yeah. it here on this show when we looked at his proof of uh, holdings. Mm. Remember, I said, oh, it is a little bit concerning because it's made out of a lot of BNB, a lot of yeah. BUSD. It was their own their own coins. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I listened to like an hour long uh, AMA with CZ on. Twitter spaces. AMA is an ask me anything for any non-redditors who listen. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm, I've got the lingo. And um, he's like, yeah, $6 billion has moved off our um, platform in one day, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like, it, it it's easy. Yeah. Um, there's, we expect, we want people to do it. We want people to get, to be able to come on and off our platform whenever they want. That's yep. fine. He had an interesting take on what he thought was the most secure way to have your funds. See, us Bitcoiners, the the saying is "not your keys, not your coin." Yep. So if you've got your 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 um, coins on an exchange, and the exchange goes under, you're stuffed. There's nothing you do. You you'll be FTXed. Yeah. Okay. But if you've got it on your own hardware wallet or your own cold storage, and you have your uh, uh, fourteen word passphrase then you're secure, you're in control. Mm-hmm. But he says something interesting, which is people don't know how to do that. Yeah. And there's more there's more crypto lost off of exchanges, like away from exchanges than, uh, than on exchanges. And I was like, oh, I actually never thought of it like that. And I know people that have lost, you know, I know people that have put um, funds in a wallet, never wrote down the seed phrase, don't even think they were ever asked, even though I know they were because yeah. I know what the format's like. Yeah. Uh, just lost it, lost the password. That's, can't access. I've told you that's my theory on Satoshi, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That so, would be. so the the whole thing about the creation of Bitcoin for anyone who doesn't know, the really the is it Satoshi? Is it Nakamoto? Nakamoto, yeah. Yeah. So the it was created by Satoshi Nakamoto, and what it looks like is he created this thing for the good of humanity, and then just left. And his his wallet's got how many Bitcoin in it? Do you know off the top of your head? I think it's a hundred thousand. Yeah, something like a hundred thousand, and it's never moved. And or there's a lot of people of it. Like obviously, it's an amazing thing that he's done. He's created this thing really for the good of humanity and given it away. Doesn't have any ownership over it. And this is one of the things that Michael Saylor talks about all the time. Is the reason why it's the only real genuine cryptocurrency, and everything else is a security because everything else is issued by a business which controls it. Yeah. Whereas this isn't. But my theory is that Satoshi Nakamoto forgot his key. And now he's so embarrassed. That's why he's never gone and outed himself in public. Because they'd be like, well, you've got 100,000 Bitcoin, which are worth... No, he's a million. He has a million. So he's got a million Bitcoin, which are worth, what, twenty, roughly 20 grand at the moment? Uh, They're worth 20... Uh, 26,000 Right, so 26,000 times a million. That's a lot of money. And I reckon he's just forgotten his keys and can't get into it. He's like, ah! He's got, I've got one more try before I can do it. (laughs) And he's just forgotten to put the one at the end of it. Like, password one. Yeah, exactly right. Can you imagine? See, that's my theory. Uh, I don't share that. Uh, I have a feeling someone that was able to build... build something so beautiful and so impenetrable i find it really hard to believe that they would make a mistake like that i think it's either he's passed away Mm. or 
he's realised that it's worth more with him gone yeah. than it is. It's like Batman, you know, on the Dark Knight series. It's it's uh, what what was the line? Um, shit! It's not the man; it's the idea. Yeah, yeah. So it's all, yeah. but it's but then you think about like there's that old you know famous story, and I, I'm sure it's true about the uh, the space race between the United States and the Russians and how America invested millions of dollars in designing a pen that would work in space and then the Russians used a pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it sometimes yeah. it could be the dumbest thing which just trips yeah. you up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be hilarious. Um, since we're talking about the United States, just to flick to a different story, because this one's going to be a very quick one, uh, this week, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis came out and has ordered a, uh, what's it called? A grand jury investigation into any and all wrongdoing in regards to the uh, marketing and administration of COVID vaccines in Florida. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, this is just another step forward because it was their um, medical, like chief health officer or whatever they're called. Uh, in in their state, which was the one that put out the guidance, basically saying to any men under the age of 39 to not go and get vaccinated, they recommend against it. So it's a natural progression forwards. And we've spoken a million times on this channel about all the potential wrongdoings and stuff like that that can Mm. be brought out from, from these. An interesting stat I heard out of the UK recently was in, uh, in kids under five who've been vaccinated with an mRNA vaccination, one in 200 of those children had a serious adverse event that required hospitalization and had symptoms lasting longer than 90 days. Oh. Right? One in 200. Oh. But anyway, we don't, like, there's so much info out there, we don't need to get too much into that. Yeah. But what did this, what did this tell you, Alex? What did you take out of it? Look, I know that he's probably the only person really fighting uh, what we would deem as the good fight. Uh, Mm -hmm. around this i wonder i do feel like DeSantis is a bit of a grudge guy and i think he very much uh didn't respect anything that um fauci had said Mm -hmm. Uh, i think he definitely doesn't like anything that biden has said yeah and therefore he's going to put up as big a fight as possible i think Mm -hmm. he's going to be a future president of the united states if it's not this if it's not 2024 Mm -hmm. Uh, it'll be 2028. Yep. Um, I yeah. I, I to be honest, I didn't. I saw the article. I read the article. I like that he's doing it. I'm not sure if there is besides uh, it being the right thing to do mm-hmm. and attacking some um, evil players. I, I didn't see much more than that. Do you, so. My thought on it was this tells me that he is running for president in 2024. Right. Reason being, what most people forget, because the Democrats are so pro-vaccine, the vaccines were created under Trump. Operation Warp Speed. That was a Trumpism. Oh, okay. So think about how you've got the split in in America in particular between pro-vaxxers and anti-vaxxers. It's basically along the line of if you're Democrat, you're pro. If you're Republican, you're anti. Yep. 
So this is DeSantis's Trump card because it's one of the hot button topics which ignites the Republican base and it's something that he can hold over Trump. Interesting. Because Trump Trump has come out many times and said like, you know, the vaccines are great and he's like taking credit for them even when Republicans have been like wanting him to like you know, denounce it or, or whatever. He still has said, no, no, we've done this thing in record time and that's great. Like, he's gone on like it's a positive thing. So that yeah. was the first thing that came to my mind was like, okay, I reckon this dude's running and he's been sitting around for a little while, like testing the waters and he's realized that the thing, because at the end of the day, when you go up against Trump, you know you're in a character assassination battle. That's how he won his nominations sure. the yeah, first time. that's a good point. Right. So this is something that he can hold over Trump to the Republican base, which at the end of the day is all that matters when it comes to picking the Republican candidate. Well, do you know what Trump's done in rebuttal, though? What? You've got a dog wife, DeSantis. You've got a dog wife. He's released an NFT collection. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh... Uh, I'm not going to lie. I own one NFT. Yeah. Right? That I bought off a friend of mine. She's an artist. And it's of Trump. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like she was onto it first. (laughs) Yeah, well. uh, Yeah. So he's raised $4.45 million. Apparently he said he's not using it for his campaign. So I don't know if he's just just pocketing it. But um, yeah, there you go. He's... There's uh, the Trump collection. Yeah, maybe he's just get, yeah trying to get his merch out now while he's still got a chance. Yeah. But, look, if he's a crypto guy... Well, I will say um, f- uh, uh, Miami in Florida is very, very, very pro-crypto. Yeah. So, so um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like DeSantis. I think he's far more a normal person compared to Trump. Trump, yep. Trump can be a bit like... A, Look, I liked him, but he's very divisive. Like he just yeah, I agree. Yeah. Pissed people off. Yeah, um, and th- that was I part th- of his appeal back in 2016 because yeah. uh, American politics were very stagnant, and you were just dealing with the swamp, so to speak. Yep. And yep. people wanted something different, and he was that difference. But you are right; he is deliberately divisive, and. Yeah. The problem is too, and this is a theme that we've been speaking about for weeks because of obviously our elections we've had over here. What we are finding is that the left side of politics doesn't care about facts and data. So yeah. the the biggest problem with Donald Trump now is he is so toxic to the left and even people to people who are in the middle, like you are never Trump's never gonna convert a Democrat voter to him, no matter what his policies are. Yeah. And, and and I mean, the best example is if you go to a Democratic voter and they go, I hate Donald Trump, and you go, Okay, cool, which particular policies of his did you hate? More often than not, they can't even name one. It's just yeah, yeah. how he behaves as a person. And this yeah. is what I said a couple of weeks ago, which is they don't care about the facts or the policies, they just care about how you made them feel when you told them about the facts and the policies. So I, I hate the player, not the game. Yeah. So I yeah. thought for a long time that, I mean, the smart play if you're a Republicans is you run Trump with DeSantis as his vice president for 2024, with DeSantis then to be the natural step up to president because Trump can't run again after that. And then potentially the Republicans own the White House for 12 years. That to me was the smart play. I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't see it. 
Well, I, I don't think that's happening anymore. Like I thought but that. I'd also say though. I'd also say that the Kamala Biden thing, in a way, has ruined the. Oh, and even Pence and Trump, there was no one considered those vice presidents to ever be the president. No one. No one thought yeah. Kamala was going to be. No one thought Pence was going to be. So I wonder it would be stupid of DeSantis to do it because I think in the minds of the public those they don't correlate just because your vice president doesn't mean you're going to yeah. be he would be he'd be better off kicking goals in Florida for sure as and then come in for him personally yes if the Republican Party actually cared about the country and winning enough power to be able to unite the country and do things they'd run them both together but we all know politics isn't about that that's no, not about that right at all. so yeah, but yeah I, I just I just thought that was interesting and look well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see but I really think that him going hard at the vaccine thing is something that's going to make him want to run in 2024. And sorry, a point I was going to make last week and I cut my own self off halfway through it was this. Uh, What I find really interesting about American politics because it's so polarized is the last election was pretty close between Trump and Biden. Mm. Now... You had basically America split 50 50 when all of the censorship on social media was censoring Republican voices in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And it's still split 50 50. It really makes me wonder how much of that will shift to back towards the Republicans as like right wing voices are allowed to speak on, say, Twitter at the moment. And I'm assuming that as a business case, like, there's a lot of um there's clearly a lot of players out there trying to destroy twitter at the moment because the other big players like facebook and and google they don't want to change what they're doing because the gravy train is good and has been working well for a long time so you can see there's a coordinated effort to try to destroy twitter but number one i don't think they're going to be able to destroy it because elon knows what he's doing and He's got powerful backers and a lot of money and he'll be fine. So it's that old saying of if, if you can't beat them, join them. So if Twitter ends up becoming the place where everyone goes, other social media companies are going to have to change because they are going to lose. Like, I mean, we were only using things like Instagram and Facebook because they were the easiest way that we could connect with an audience. But I'm on Twitter more now than I ever was beforehand. I never used it's, it because it was a cringe. It's better now. It's, it is better it's now. It's better now. And what I find interesting about it at the moment is you have, you see all the lefties like crying all the time about, or like trying to pull up, you know, Elon on, like uh, the, the story from this week about how he censored that page that was listing the movements of his private jet. Mm. And there was like the story that came out, I think it was yesterday or maybe even today about his, the car that was driving his son had a was like stalked had a guy park in front of it get out jump on the hood because he thought elon musk was in the car and did you hear about that no no so he's the elon posted like because someone filmed the guy and the rego plates was like does anyone recognize this guy he basically stalked my son and what is crazy is like all these lefties are like oh i thought this was supposed to be free speech this is all publicly available information like it's okay and it's like okay cool yeah I don't buy it yeah I yeah it's that's the internet 
Like, yeah, I, being... I, I get it. I, I understand that. But what I find, but like, the thing that I find very, very interesting is the reason why they have that mentality is because they've been able to say whatever they want for three years straight with no consequences. And now all of a sudden you've got people who are just saying things which are not what they agree with. It's not necessarily nasty things. There's a lot of nasty things being said on Twitter, but there's a lot of things that just straight up make sense or are, you know, I guess right-wing perspectives on whether it's vaccines or climate change or whatever the case may be. And you're getting all these people that are triggered about it just because they've finally seen a different point of view that they didn't even know existed. I think the internet is a shooting gallery for triggery. Yeah. It's, and I don't think that's ever going away. So, and, and I don't, it, I, I'm happier on Twitter now because there's far more information that I want to see on there. I, I actually think the search algo is better now. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels different. It feels like it sorts much better than what it was before. Yeah, they've probably um, just think... taken out the um, extra filters that they had in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. you notice it. And even like the trending for you part is, uh, I would say, a lot more accurate because I was getting like, uh, dude, before I was getting like trending for you and it was all like uh, pro-vax stuff. Yeah. And you could, like, I could see it as clear as day. It's like, oh, okay, you, that's conversion. I felt like it was gay conversion therapy. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that because I had the same experience when I started the VK Bros Twitter page a week ago because I got my own Twitter, which had the Twitter feed, and then I would go to the VK Bros, and the Twitter feed was completely different. And it was like, you might like this. And it's like, it'll be stories like, why you should get eight vaccines. Like, vaccines yeah, yeah, are the yeah. best. I love vaccines. Yeah. And it's like, I, yeah. I don't like that. I think that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I like, the, it's like the standard I, I like the algo when you first sign up is designed to feed you the left-wing stuff because that's probably, that's legacy that's still left over, right? Yeah. I, I even think the, uh, I think it actually moves more fluid too. Like Twitter spaces used to have heaps of glitches and yep. um, I, I've, I've been listening to heaps of Twitter spaces. I've got some really interesting, uh, have you done any? No, no, I, I mean, obviously not this week. I haven't done anything this week, but. It, look, it's just cool, man, to have like such and such is going to speak and, like, if you wanted to ask a question, you can put your hand up and ask a question yeah, okay. of these these great people. I've seen some, like, I've listened to some with um, Elon, um, CZ, some some other crypto guys. It, yep. uh, it's it's really it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool. Yeah. I thought when I heard that they were bringing that feature out years ago, I was like, man, that sucks. Like that seems so lame, but mm. it it was actually it's actually a pretty good thing, and I think it's a great way to get like CZ needed to do it right because Binance was going through the FUD yep. he could just get on there talk for an hour yep. and just allay people's fears yeah and at the end of the day is that not what social media is supposed to be like is it not yeah. supposed to bring people all together into like we literally call it the public square well that's how public yeah. square works generally you get the person that everyone wants to hear from he stands on the stage out the front and then the people in the crowd can put their hands up and go hey I've got a question can I ask you this like, not that's, all squares that's... are like that what's that some squares not all squares are like that some some town squares got the military involved oh and made people <laughs> with dissenting voices kind yeah. of <laughs> disappear yeah wasn't wasn't it funny all the references to Tiananmen Square that came out uh, not not this week, but last week, because we've already forgotten about all the Chinese protesters. We don't talk about yeah. those this week, right? Yeah. They were last week's news, and 
yeah, everyone was talking, like all the mainstream media was saying that these brave protesters, you know, it was like, it was like Tiananmen Square 2.0. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. So those Chinese protesters are literally doing what all the protesters in your own country did over the last two years, yeah. and you call them right-wing Nazis. Yeah. Fun time. They call, yeah, they call it... I know the link wasn't made. I'm going to make the link now, but the fact that Dan Andrews started calling... <laughs> calling those people Nazis just in the election not that long ago. And they voted him back in. Yeah, they love it. They, they love, love it. it. Did you see, uh, there was another thing about, um, I think Meta was going to stop showing news again in America. They must have had the same issue that, remember in Australia when they did it? They had that um, issue on who pays for news on and right. the revenue share. So in America, they, they, they were literally exactly the same case that we had. Yep. I, and I don't know. I haven't got an update whether whether it's happened. I dare say it hasn't. Otherwise, it would have probably been front page news. But um, yeah, I just haven't seen it because they're off. I I briefly heard something. I can't even remember where I heard it. But on uh, I think Australia is looking at passing new laws to say that you need to have a hundred points of ID to use social media. Did you hear about this? Here. Yeah. That's coming here, apparently. Yeah, I, that's what I mean, Australia. I heard, I, I, heard Australia. It, I heard it on Bitcoin Magazine right. talking about it. And I have not heard it here. Yeah. Which makes me worried. Nervous, yeah. 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 We're just, Why? we're the biggest nanny state on the planet, aren't we? Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Big Brother has to be involved in absolutely everything that you do. But why? For what purpose? I don't get it. What, like, what... To control Why? political dissenters. That's all it's going to come down to be. And like we were saying... But what's their justification? I'm going to see if I can find some news about it. Because that seems oh, they don't, wild. The, you know what the justification is? Oh, it's to keep people safe online. We think that online should be a safe space and that no one should hear things that make them upset online. So for that reason, we are going to create a digital cage around our citizens. That's the justification. It's for your safety. Um... What we may need to use... Oh, this is like... Dude, this, these articles are old. 2021. Yeah. What we may need to use for social media. Orwell's Australia, 100 points of ID and facial recognition. To I'm use sure it's all media. written into the... That was September 21. Yeah, I'm sure it's all written into the digital identity bill that passed in 2021. Now I want to see past week... Australia, ID required to access social media. This is five days ago. This is on an investment. Uh, here, I'll put, it, I'll put it up. Let's look at it. Uh, why is that doing like that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so... That's... That sucks. Okay, it's just that. Australia, social credit uh, induce, uh, introduced to access the internet via digital ID. Citizens need 100 point of identification to use your social media and the police will have access to your account, including private messaging. Now, okay. just so That's everyone's good. aware, the police already have access to your accounts. Yes. So part of that digital identity bill was the fact that the police can access your accounts without your knowledge and even message people on your behalf. Like that's already That's already a thing. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm not convinced. I can't really find anything about it. Oh, so because you've gone and done a quick search, you don't think it's going to happen? Oh, I don't... 
there's heaps of these stories that are that they're fun. They're fun. Could yeah, be fun. But, but some some fud is uh, genuine. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. good reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we just briefly say too? Uh, I don't know if you followed this at all this week, but. I think the Albanese... I've been busy, mate. I haven't just been sitting on the couch or on the toilet all week. Oh, I've not been sitting on the couch, brother. <laughs> um, have you seen anything about uh, this gas cap bill that Albanese rammed through Parliament? Did it get through? Yesterday? Yeah, yeah, it's done. The dumbest, the dumbest... Price caps on uh, gas. So, this... What's the free market ever done good for us anyway? Yeah. And the thing that's crazy about it, like, so just for anyone who isn't aware, essentially, in in their way of trying to combat the rising energy prices... Putin's they, price hike. Yeah, Putin's price hike, which they're yeah, trying to blame on the war in Ukraine, even though all the data shows that energy prices were surging 12 months prior to the war starting. Mm. And, yeah, so what... so. The, the, what are the real reasons for the cost of energy crisis in this country at the moment? It is our, in my opinion, nonsensical march towards net zero emissions. We are torpedoing our old, you know, uh, functional ways of creating power for a completely uncosted renewable energy grid, which is driving up the cost of energy and because it's not just the cost of energy, it's all the subsidies and stuff that are involved in it as well. Like it's taxpayer money being thrown at this thing, hand over fist to try to make this happen. And in the meantime, their way of fixing it... Now, because you've got to remember too, Albanese promised before the election that he would be reducing everyone's power bills by $275. And the yep. cost of power is already going up, like we said, 12 months before the Ukraine war started. And the, ele- what, the war started in what, February... When was the election? Was it April, May? Yeah. So he was still promising it up until the election. So the war had already started. It should have been factored into your promises. And now we're being told that, you know, energy prices are going to go up by 35% next year and then I think 50% the year afterwards. But their their plan to fix the problem is to put a cap on the local gas industry. And like price controls, that's that's like a step towards communism. That's like Soviet shit. What's um? What is our gas market? That's like one of the few, that's one of the few markets I don't follow. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, because okay, because I don't agree with it. I don't think that's why the the price is so high. Because like you're saying, this taking money away from it, spending it somewhere else, mm-hmm. but now they're throwing a bunch of money at it, so. Like it's just money. They're just throwing. They're just throwing money. The reason why I think that the price has gone up, there's only two things that factor that that factor in for price on commodities, supply and demand. That's yeah. it. And because we're not allowed to buy, like Russia supplies 14 percent of the world's gas, mm-hmm. and I think Ukraine has gas too, a little bit. I think they've got a little bit. Yeah, but we so have now. Gas. We can't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Gas is priced on a global market. Mm-hmm. Except we. So if you were... well, hold on, hold on. So on a glo- on the global market, mm-hmm. you remove fourteen percent 
yet the supply side rem- sorry the so the supply is reduced by 14% mm-hmm. and the demand is the same mm-hmm. price only goes up yep right mm-hmm. now this cap is the dumbest thing because i don't believe the cap is for i think the cap is only for domestic use yep still open market outside mhm so what do you think is going to happen? They're just going to sell it all overseas. Absolutely. Yeah. They just won't sell any here. And then we'll be forced to buy... We'll probably end up buying our own stuff back yeah. through um, uh, through another country. So we'll probably sell it to another country yeah. and then we'll buy it from them back at yeah. a higher rate. Because we'll be like, oh, we're desperate. We need to. That'll, that'll be the way that we justify it. This is like the semiconductor thing. I found out a new part. I don't think I spoke to you about this. The semiconductor rack, the mm. US one, where they're banning any investment into China and they weren't, you weren't allowed to buy any parts of China. Anyone that worked in China on semiconductors that was an American yep. had to quit their job. Yep. The chip manufacturers in America blew up and said, hey, like, all our shit's over there. Yeah, yeah. Like, so do you know what they did? No. The chip manufacturers are allowed to buy stuff from China. Oh, right. So they just get to monopolize that market then. Exactly. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. It's well, it's, so dumb. But is it dumb? Is it dumb or are they just like literally creating more profits? So when I was saying the march towards renewables before is the reason, in my opinion, for the price increase, The re- it's a flow-on effect reason. And this is the flow-on effect. We're marching towards renewables, which means we're not allowing or rewarding the traditional sources of energy that we've got in this in this country, which is mainly coal-fired power plants, right? So there's no new coal-fired power plants being created, therefore no investment in it. And we are actively demonizing coal. So any money that the government could or should be throwing at coal-fired power plants at the moment to decrease energy prices for the consumer is not happening because of the net zero goals. It also means that the companies that run these power plants, there is no reason to invest in them because they know that like, it's going to be gone soon. They're literally going to be phased out. So why would they invest any money in it? As far as they're concerned, everyone can just cop it sweet because they're about to be an extinct business anyway. So then there's no investment. And then, like you were saying, with this, the, the cap on natural gas prices, where is the incentive to produce more for the local market if you can't make money out of it? So we, yeah. are, we are socializing private companies, right? Like we are trying to tell private companies, you have to create more supply, but you can't profit out of it. Why would they yes. do that? It's funny. I've spoke to some people that are pretty clued on about, um, about um, you know, the way markets work, but yeah. they fell for it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, like we should get ours cheaper. We should get ours cheaper. And I'm like, okay, so imagine if your government told you, like you had a shop, and they said, oh, by the way, you've got to sell to locals at way lower price. Yeah. And you're like, man, I've got bills to pay. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like, you're not reducing my bills. Yeah. Like, well, what am I going to do? Well, okay, I'll just close the doors and sell everything online overseas. It's and, and, super but, dumb. And this is a scary thing is, number one, making this step in the first place, it is a step towards communism. This is, what, this is what a communist regime does. It steps into a free market and it dictates what you can sell your product for and to who. 
And then the next thing, because it's not going to solve the problem and there's going to be price rises everywhere and all the inflation that we're experiencing, what's the next market that the government's going to step in and do price controls on to try to stem inflation? And the problem is that is a, a narrative that is easily sellable to a lefty liberal base. Sorry, not liberal in this country in the traditional sense of the word, but a lefty base. They'll cop it. Oh, Albanese's the nice guy. He's stepping in to control these evil corporations who are profiteering to make sure that we can afford to live. Here you go. Gas market. Price. You're $5 right. per gigajoule. So I can't is... see that. So where what, what year is that point that you're pointing at? 2020 to 2021. Uh, right. And now is $27. So $5 went up to $27. Yep. For gas. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what's this? Quarterly volume weighted average price by contribution. Uh, what do we want? What's this funky view uh, you've got going on here? Because we're... Where like the the oh, cameras sorry, are sorry, 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 sorry. and one's really slow and it's just wigging me out. Is that better? That's way better. Um, annual generation capacity and peak demand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the blue being the what's NEM NEM capacity NEM demand. Okay, so demand seems low, but whatever the NEM capacity is high. So, NEM since commencement. Okay, that's weird. Annual generation capacity and peak demand. Don't know what that is. Yeah, but... but It looks like it's the right way. But also even that... So that doesn't make sense, does it? Because if your capacity is so much higher than your demand, why has the price gone up 5x? Quarterly global prices by services. Don't know what that is either. It's great content for but, listeners. But it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's market. It's just it's dumb market stuff. It's dumb market stuff. And whenever, oh, here you go. Wind output as a percentage of total. Here we go. Queensland. Are we the biggest? Oh, apparently. We're not even... We're the worst. Maybe we haven't built everything yet. That's 2022 to 2023. Oh, yeah. The, I, I've heard, though, because of climate change, <laughs> the wind's not going to be blowing as much next year. <laughs> um, I mean, it, yeah. So there's... You know, what's this? Annual count of 30 minute... I don't know what that is. Queensland. So why is this so low? $5,000 megawatt hours. Is that the price of wholesale energy? I guess so. I got no idea. Anyway, anyway, it's it's wild to think. Oh, so do you not see that, that image that I brought up? Um, was that on the bad image? When I put... Oh, no, no, I could see it. I could see it, yeah. Uh, this one. No, what's this one? It's a different one. No, it's a different one. But even that one says the same thing. The price has gone through the roof. Yeah, gas is mental. Yeah. It's basically what, what we said. But but here's the thing. Um, all, all I want to say is this. Like, 
this is overregulation. This is a government stepping into a, a free market and overregulating and selling it like it's doing it for the good of the people, even though, in my opinion, from the, the limited amount of research I've done, but the things that I've seen, and like I follow some trusted people in politics like Malcolm Roberts, who's been railing against this, and the concern is any political interference in an industry has widespread ramifications. And what the, the main concern I have about this is I do not believe it is going to decrease the price of energy at all. And when it doesn't and cost of living continues to go up, there is going to be more justification for the government to step in and regulate other industries. And you might agree with this decision now, but when the government steps in to tell you that you can only sell your product or service for less than what you're currently selling it to now, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to be okay with that? Like, mm. if it's for the good of the people? Like, no. Are we a capitalist society or are we a communist society? Which one is it? Yeah. And which... And, yeah, no, I think it's mental. And again, we over the last two years, we've already had the government picking and choosing who was allowed to operate and who wasn't, who was an essential business and who wasn't. Can the government just stay the fuck out of business? Like, regulate yeah. things to make sure that people stay safe and... You know, we don't want to have things like people selling uh, untested pharmaceuticals on the market or untested supplements or, you know, selling cars that are going to explode. Like, well, yeah, okay, you can do that sort of safety regulation stuff. But anything that is an established market, unless the government wants to, I don't know, now, you know what, just stay out of it. Just stay out of it. I, but this is what I've realised now. I've, I've realised, and this is probably why I'm becoming less, I want to fight less about it, mm-hmm. is that I get it now. They love it. Govern me harder. They love it. Yeah. That, that there are people that just want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. There's people who want to take no personal responsibility. Yeah. There are people that just want structures and systems in place. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day about... Um, I read an article someone had walked off a, a balcony and didn't have a railing on it. Sued. Yeah. One. Yeah. And you're like, well, hold on. You didn't see there was no railing? Like, you just walked off it? And, like, the, I, I find that so bizarre that that it's now on the fault of the person for, oh, like, you, it's, it's up to a business to make sure you don't fall over. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Like, yeah. we're better than this. But this is the thing. Like, the reason why I'm railing against it is because I've got kids who are paying the price for this bullshit. So, with the mismanagement of our government, that's why my kids, which had gastro and needed hospital attention, couldn't see a doctor on Wednesday night. That shouldn't happen in this country. It shouldn't happen. But it did. And instead of fixing... Like, we've just been... Like I said, we're about to hit year three of the pandemic. Year three of a once in a 100 year pandemic, and we haven't even fixed the hospital system. And what are they doing? They're moving on to this net zero bullshit, which... Again, if you believe in it, that's totally fine. If you believe in the human effects of climate change and the fact that we should remove all carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, even though it's what plants eat, like that's perfectly fine. But let's look at the numbers. And what we breathe out when we're working out. Well, but, that one. but that's the other thing too, isn't it? Is at the, at the very heart of the whole demonization of CO2... They're, they're trying to get rid of farm animals at the moment. Once they get rid of the farm yeah. animals, who are they going to get rid of next? You yeah. guys breathe out CO2 when you breathe out. You're bad yeah. for the environment. 
Are you next? Could be. And let's look at the numbers. At the end of the day, in Australia, we make 1% of the world's carbon emissions. 1%. Yeah. Nothing we do over here will matter. Especially when they we're going to... The media around. already told... We're going to sell all the, the coal to someone who's going to burn it anyway. Yeah, exactly. The media already told all of you guys out there that the 5% of people that didn't get vaccinated, they don't matter. And that's five times more than the 1% of difference we make to the world's carbon emissions. They do crash more cars, though. Oh, <laughs> Did you want to discuss that one briefly? Not really. Yeah, Some bullshit story. stupid report. Look, last story that we probably should touch on before we go, because we already are going on a little bit longer, is the extremely distressing and unfortunate story of the police shootings Mm. in Queensland this week. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I just want to say a massive shout out to the the police and the whole policing community. Our our mum has worked for the police for, what, 25, 30 years? Yeah. We're massive supporters of police. Uh, Policing is one of the most important roles in our society. Uh, Just look at anywhere. I mean, fuck, look at, like we're talking about with certain states in America at the moment where uh, they have no police because they defunded the police. Look what happened. Police are really important. They need to be supported and this never should have happened in the first place. Um, Yeah. Honestly, just disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And it's it's unlike it's such an un-Australian yeah. thing. We haven't had something like this for many, many, many years. I think that's why no. it's been so shocking. And these two coppers, they were young, like they were in their twenties. I think I think they're saying you know, one they, of them had only graduated like a week or two beforehand. I think it was in the, or this year. This I, year okay. I'd heard, but they were fresh. They did nothing wrong. They literally just got ambushed. Like yeah, um, it's it sounds pretty nuts uh obviously everyone uh all the assailants are dead now so we're never going to know what the motivation was or but it was pretty it's pretty sickening and um yeah small country town like we grew up in small country town we we knew what we had a good relationship with 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 police so we know what it's like to um we were lucky we never had anything like this but Mm. um yeah it it, it was a pretty full-on story and the, the like one of the worst things now too is that like you know there's a lot of people who are out there who are like god I, I hate cops okay when shit really goes down and you call them you want them to show up now they might show up thinking twice you know every cop's going to be on edge now in every situation for the next 6 yeah. to 12 months at least so one bit of advice we're going to give to anyone if you're involved with police at all in the next 6 to 12 months make it as easy for them as possible I don't care mm-hmm. If you're in the right or if you're in the wrong, whatever, give them the respect they deserve. Make their lives as yeah. easy as possible because yeah. they don't need the extra stress right now. Because I, if I was in that role, I couldn't do it. I could never be a cop. Yeah. And right now, I'd be massively on edge if I was. I, I've got a friend of mine who uh, is a police officer and I think that they are considering leaving the force because of this. Yeah, I, it, there's going to be heaps of it. I, yeah. I'm, sure. I'm sure. And fair enough too. Like that's... Yeah. You know, you don't you don't want to be going to work, yeah. Thinking about stuff like that, For and sure. especially like that, yeah. And can I just so, say yeah, shout, too? Shout out to the um, police. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I need to call out the media for the behaviour following this incident. 
because we've been through a lot in the last two years as a country. We've been through a lot of especially division in the last two, two years as a country. And this should have been a situation that we should have united behind because the absolute majority of the country would have condemned this act and, yeah. this, and this killing. But no, that's not what the media did with this. Instead of using this to unite the country together again behind a, a, a common cause, what did the media do? The media created connections between the, the murderers and right-wing conspiracy theorists. I pulled up... Um, uh, I went through Facebook and... In- it was the Australian, wasn't it? It's clickbait because it's behind a paywall... They can put a title there, and they're trying to get they're trying to get clicks. There was two articles. So one was the Australian, which and this was I say two articles. This was the two articles I screenshotted because I've seen plenty of them. One was from the Australian, and this was the this was the um, the headline: anti-vaxxer cop killers had rigged Wyambilla property for ambush. So that's one. The next, literally, the next article was from the Sydney Morning Herald: conspiracy theories pose an increasing threat to society. So there's two things we've, about this to me. Number one, well, we've spoke, we have spoken about this. We yes. have spoken about this here before, and we knew that. Um, now, I I never thought it was going to go down like this, mm. but um, there was always a push, and even when the libs were still in, they were talking about it then, and they passed some digital laws around it that they snuck through yeah. about. Domestic terrorism. Yeah. Domestic terrorism could be the next, the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the that that's the concern this is, is that obviously catalyst, now yeah. now you've got the catalyst right there. So now it's going to be anyone who has been reading certain sites saying certain things. Oh, they might be a domestic terrorist, and look what happened last time. Like yeah, but but the second thing too is like, just don't divide us right now. Don't divide us. Let us as Australians come together and and hug each other and mourn what like you know mourn the death of these young people that should never have been taken in the line of duty at all ever. Yeah. Why the fuck would you do this? Doesn't like, sell that's, papers, man. That's, that's fine. Yeah, Being nice doesn't sell papers. It's disgusting. It is yeah. absolutely disgusting. And and the problem is too is that the flow on effect for this. This is we're seeing the exact same thing now as we saw twenty years ago when every single person looked at an Islamic person in the street with suspicion, thinking that they were, had a bomb on them. We saw the mm. same thing. Did we not learn from that? Right? We, yeah. Like back twenty years ago, or even fifteen years ago, everyone thought that every single Muslim was a terrorist because of what the media did, and yeah. now now everyone will think that every person who just chose not to get a vaccine might kill a cop because the media is putting two and two together when it doesn't exist. Like, it's so yeah. irresponsible. It's just disgusting. So... What they do. Yeah, fuck. Not good enough. Like, mm. as Lefty would say, the Australian and the Sydney Morning Herald, just do better. Just do better. Yeah, they won't. So gross. They won't. Find a Tinder, Tinder box, sell it on fire. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Some people just like to watch the world burn because then they can yeah. sell papers. And on that note, thanks for joining us, guys. See you next week.